Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast.
for the name he goes by, he doesn't have a big, flashy nickname like Slowhand or Skydog. He has long hair, but he does not look like a rock star and never has. With his nerdy glasses and cheesy smile, one wonders if Dana Carvey didn't copy his look when developing the character of Garth for Wayne's World. He's never been in a band that you've heard of, with one possible exception, and even that one is a stretch. He is not a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In fact, there's a pretty good chance that you have never even heard his name. But he has played on hundreds of songs you know by heart. He has written a couple more that you absolutely love. He's been a band leader and a musical director for Stevie Nicks, Linda Ronstadt, Warren Zevon, and Keith Richards. People like Jackson Brown and Don Henley seek out his opinion and his counsel. As a guitar player, he can literally do anything. He can play perfect rhythm and great lead. He can even play slide if you need it. Perhaps more importantly, he can match his sound to anyone he is playing. His versatility makes him a producer's dream, and he has been one of the most in-demand session guitarists in the world for years, playing as many as three sessions a day. It's no big reveal to tell you this man's name is Wadi Wachtel, because most of you will just furrow your brow and say, who? But Wadi Wachtel, for more than 50 years, has been one of the key cogs in the rock and roll machine. This past Monday was Wadi's 74th birthday. It's unfortunate for him that he shares a birthday with another legendary songwriter and guitar player, but Wadi is so used to living behind the scenes that he probably thinks of Bob Dylan on May 24th before he remembers it's his birthday too. This very show celebrated Dylan's 80th birthday last week with every intention of celebrating Wadi's as well, as is somehow fitting we put him behind the front man. But tonight, in celebration of 74 years of quiet brilliance, we shine our spotlight on a man who has rarely seen one, a man who has played on more hit records than almost anyone in the world, a man who has been the foundation of hundreds of great rock shows, and a man who has written music that was probably stuck in your head sometime this month. Tonight, we ask him to come to the front of the stage and take a bow for the long and beautiful career that is about to be revealed to you. Tonight, we wish a very happy birthday to Wadi Wachtel. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is the Weekly List. Well, good evening, everybody. You are listening to AM 1080 and FM 95.1 KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. What? <laughs> beautiful. I almost. I think I almost said beautiful downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. I haven't lived in Minneapolis. Any well, forever. technically, I didn't. I haven't lived there in 51 years. But um, I haven't lived in the Twin Cities since. Well, in 20 years. That's weird. Anyway, welcome to another edition. Of the weekly list, and uh, I, you know, I got to tell you, yeah, I've I've been I I have been looking forward to doing this show. I totally got the format wrong. What, what, what do you mean? Okay, well, I told you. Well, I forgot, and you sent me the list, and to, yeah. to be quite honest, I I saw Edge of Seventeen. I went a completely different way, completely. Um, oh. so all of those songs that I picked, I mean, I had. The Beatles, I saw her standing there. I had Ringo Starr's You're 16, You're Beautiful in Mind. Oh, God. Uh, the Police Don't Stand So Close to Me. Oh, my God. Damn. Um, yep. Gary Puckett and the Union Gap, <laughs> Young Girl. And I think the real kicker was when I had Ted Nugent's Jailbait. Oh, dear. 
I I you, totally I had this whole thing worked up on Jerry Lee Lewis or you know because he had that whole thing with his thirteen year old cousin. Yeah, they got married. Yeah, I know, but I totally we're gonna have to cut all of those songs. Um, I'm sorry, I miss I I. I'm glad that we're talking about Wadi Wachtel because once again, I feel it, like I'm out here on an island. Yeah, well, I just okay. I went a different way. Sorry, we're, I've been looking forward to this show because well, I, I I like Wadi Wachtel very much, and 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 I just love the idea. Of, I do too. Of, this is this makes me much more comfortable. But I mean, you started with Edge of Seventeen, I, I and I mean, I that's, that's I can't not believe, a, I can't believe you would think that I would want to do a show. On I don't that, know that, on that other topic Be, I, because because we've done some CD stuff. I mean, we did the whole thing yeah, on but, Phil Spector. But yeah, but dude, I'm and, a, and I'm a father. I know, but I just I don't know. I thought that we were exploring the underbelly of rock and roll, and I just mentioned a whole bunch of songs, and that's just skimming the surface. Josie's on a vacation. Exactly. Exactly. The outfield. I don't want. Yeah. You know. Okay. Anyway, I normally like my girls a little bit older. <laughs> I mean, it's all over rock and roll. I thought that we were going into the depths of. Okay, we're going to talk about Wadi because have, have I ever told you how much I love that that outfield song? <laughs> I know. I hate Your it. Love. It's just. It's a I, great I mean, song. Yeah. So, anyhow, there it is. <laughs> Moving <laughs> moving right along. Well, that's just an interesting situation there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are, we, you know, eventually if you hang out and talk about rock and roll long enough, you're going to get in, into some really yeah. gray areas and even, well, even some dark and crappy yeah. areas. But anyhow, anyway. I, I love the song by Stevie Nicks. Yeah, oh, um, Edge, Edge of 17. 17 I love, I mean, if, if you're going to do a show about Waddy Wachtel. you got to throw that there's, in. Well, no, there's no better way to start it than just Waddy doing the. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's as good as it gets. So Waddy Wachtel. Yeah. Waddy Wachtel, uh, born in, uh, in, in Queens, uh, grew up in Queens, um, uh, actually got his start in the music business uh, by working with one of your I, one of your favorite bands, the Cow Sills. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I should have. Yeah, I, yeah I, put, I can't believe you I know didn't, I the just, Rain in the Park and other things. Right, I, I wasn't thinking. Right, I fully expected to see that song on this list. Uh, You'll notice I didn't suggest it once. You I know that because you. I, it's a catchy little song. Go yeah. go and seek that song flowers out. Flowers in her hair, flowers everywhere. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but then he, uh, he, he got, he, I don't remember how he, he moved out to Southern California yeah. and, um, like became, Oh, he was the go guy. I mean, well, Linda Ronstadt, all of those guys. I mean, he got actually, he got hired by Warren Zevon, mm -hmm. uh, when Warren Zevon was the musical director for the Everly brothers. Right. Uh, he hired Waddy to play guitar on an album and on a tour. And those two guys got to be tight. And then somehow he also met uh, Peter Asher, who oh. who um, was uh, at, at that point a, a really big time manager. He, I think he, at that point he was managing Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, and he got he got he just sort of slid into that whole mid seventies Southern California thing with the Eagles and Jackson Brown and Linda Ronstadt and and, and Warren Zevon and all these. I mean, yeah. and he just and 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 he added. He's a session guy. He was he's he's a session guy, but he's one of the great session guys of all time. Exactly. And 
session guys have always been kind of one of my obsessions. Yeah. And my favorite guitarist, as you know, is Steve Lukather. Yes. He's also a studio guy. Yes. And I mean, we could do this show about him, and we would have such a wide variety of music someday, as well. Someday we will do a Steve Lukather oh, show. Oh, I would be so yeah. all over that. And, and folks, you won't believe the, the songs that we roll out when we do a oh, Steve Lukather show. Yeah, yeah, you'll be actually surprised. Yeah. The thing about session musicians... As much as I always wanted to be a rock star, I guess, mm-hmm. what I'd really want most of all would be to be a, a session musician. Yeah. A guy like Wadi Wachtel, um, a guy like Steve Lukather, a guy like um, Glenn Campbell. Sure. He was a session guy, he too. He was a session guy for a long time. And yeah. these were guys that they played on everything yep. and the variety. And you know me. I love to listen to everything. Right. So if I were in a heavy metal band, oh, great. We got a new, another... Oh, come on. To be able to do a Coke commercial in the morning and then do a country song and then do like a jazz fusion yeah. piece yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to be that. If you're going to be a great session man, you've got to be that guy. The other thing you have to be able to do, I mean, you talk all the time about having ears. You've mm-hmm. got to have ears, right? You have to be able to listen to a song and find your spots, find your place. Mm-hmm. But you also, and I, I talked about this a little bit in the um, in the intro, you also, like... Every great guitar hero out there, right? Like the rock stars, they all have, they all like lock in on their one tone. So you mm-hmm. hear, like, you hear Eric Clapton playing and you know that that's Eric yeah. Clapton. You hear Slash playing and you know that that's Slash, right? Well, when you're a session guy, you have to be able to vary your sound and vary your tone to, and to match whatever it is. You wh- have to fit into the song. You can still yeah. sound like yourself and you can still be your own style. And all guitarists have styles. Right. It's, it's like fingerprints. Right. And if you're really listening, you can discover. And at the same time, the, the session player, not only do they have to be able to work quickly and efficiently, the rule of thumb is, is you get to hear the song once. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you hear it, you're playing it. Yep. And it has to be perfect. And it yep. has to be done in one take. Yep. Because it's, studio time is expensive. Yep. And so Wadi Wachtel was one of those guys that he could walk into the room he could hear the song, knew exactly. His parts were not written out. He had to invent his parts at the same time. Yeah. And music in its most basic definition is organized sound and silence. Mm-hmm. The silence, when not to play, is just as important as when to play. Absolutely. He would never overplay. He would always fit the song perfectly. Yeah. And he would be able to do it on the spot. Right. And these songs that we're going to play tonight are prime examples of exactly that. Right. Now, Wadi... Beyond being uh, a guitar player, session guy, is a songwriter mm-hmm. and a producer, mm-hmm. and he produced uh, the uh, the the entire album that this next song is from. Waddy's got three or four key um, relationships with musicians, where like I mean, he just fits into their story. Stevie Nicks, Edge of Seventeen. Oh, we should talk about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was Jimmy Iovine. Was producing uh, uh, Belladonna, Belladonna, and uh, I don't think I don't rem- I don't I don't think G- Jimmy Iovine knew Wadi Wachtel at that point. Um, really, we're talking like 1980 that it was recorded shoot, and released in 81. Right, anyway, uh, but but um, he walks. I don't remember who brought him into the studio. Who brought him in? Right, but Iovine just sort of raised his eyebrows and like, who, who's who's this guy? And and he's like, yeah, because producers are very territorial about their yeah. sessions, right? And like, who plays, who does not? Yeah, exactly. And like you just said, Wadi heard the song one time, 
plugged in and started ripping that thing off. That and I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, you're gonna play. You're on. You're in. And they've been fast friends ever since. Isn't that know? funny? Yeah, that's yeah. how that and that's how it works too. Yeah. And if if you're a really good session musician, if on your first one, your first session, you're generally going to be recommended by somebody, right? And so you go in and you do the gig. If you do the gig and you do it well, they will contact you every single time. Yeah. You will have more yeah. work off that first session than you yeah. ever have. If you go in and you blow it, you're done. Nobody will ever you're hear done. you again. Yeah, exactly. you're you're done. Exactly. So, anyway, it, so. it, it, it nerve wracking. You yeah, want to talk right. about a job interview? Holy and, cow! And that was actually that was. Oh, I know why. I know why Waddy was in that session. Waddy had. Um, had shared an apartment with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham before That's they right. were in Fleetwood Mac. He he was working on the the Buckingham Nicks he, album. He's all over. Yeah, he's the all Buckingham over that. So that himself. of course yeah. Stevie and, when she went solo, right. she really, went she went and got Waddy and Jimmy Iovine's like, well, who's this guy? And okay, yeah, that makes sense right. because yeah. her her working partner at that point was Lindsey Buckingham. Right, and you can't you're doing your first solo album. You can't have Lindsey Buckingham be involved because now you're just doing Fleetwood Mac. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So okay. Well, we anyway, kind of worked that out. So, right there. That's good. Had to we go backwards, but we got to figure that in real it out. Time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this next, so Stevie Nicks is one of the one of uh, Waddy's key relationships. Linda Ronstadt is another. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to Keith Richards in a little bit, um, but Warren Zevon of all of them, I think, is probably the most important because yeah. because like I, you know, we were talking about Warren hired him to uh to play guitar in the Everly Brothers and just sort of Waddy just sort of always drifted with Warren through his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um Waddy uh was co-producer on the Excitable Boy album, co-wrote Lawyers Guns and Money, co-wrote Werewolves of London. Mm-hmm. Um um and and was I mean was on pretty much every single Warren Zevon album. Yeah. Uh, but he produced this is uh from 1991. This is Mr the, the, this album is called Mr Bad Example. Right. Right. Yeah. And this was one of my picks. Yeah. And this was a song that he wrote. He he co-wrote with Warren. Yep. Hall of Fame uh inductee Warren Zevon. No. Warren is not in, oh, That's right. Warren is That's it, right. Now Todd that, Rundgren got in. Now that in Todd Rundgren is in, Warren Zevon He's our new focus. is the most egregious uh yes. uh omission from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Although I, I'm about ready to pick up the Waddy Walk Tell Torch too. That, that, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, the song is going to be called Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Yep. And like a typical Warren Zevon song, it's got a sense of humor to yes, it. it. I does. mean, and yeah. it, it tells a great story. Yeah. And Waddy actually is mentioned in the second verse, <laughs> yes, which I is. get a kick out of. Yeah, I, yeah whatever. I, it's, it's, it, I it, like it's, this It's a song. really this fun a song. fun song. And, and there was some uh, producer out there who liked the song so much, he actually decided to make a movie with Christopher Walken called Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. But this is the, uh, the source. This is Warren Zevon with Waddy Wachtel from Mr. Bad Example in 1991. This is... Things to do in Denver when you're dead on 95.1 KYMN. I called up my friend Leroy on the phone. I said, buddy, I am afraid to be alone. Cause I got some weird ideas in my head about things to do in Denver when you're dead.
was Roseanne Cash from 1985 with I Don't Know Why You Don't Want Me. What a great song. And I remember when you played that. I, we, were, we were having a... Um, Argument. Debate. <laughs> <laughs> it, we were much, much younger and, and capable of saying things like you were saying, I don't like country music. I know. What a stupid statement. R- really? Have you heard all the country music? Why, yes, Rich. I have heard every Chris, or every country <laughs> song ever. And therefore, you've decided you don't like country That's music. That's right, Rich, because yes. I'm an absolutism. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I said, I said to you, I'm going to play you a Roseanne Cash song, and you're going to love it. And it was, and, I don't know why you don't want me. Yeah, and you yeah. played this, and I just kind of went, uh. Yeah. And... Here's the thing. You're going to be much more of a country guy than I am. Always, yes. Yeah, that's a, but at the same time, I remember last year Jason Aldean came out with a record, and I went yeah. flippy on yeah. well, it. So, I, I mean, you, what, you've what, opened what, my eye. My, what's funny know. about that is you're listening to Top 40 Country, which is crap. <laughs> <laughs> but that, 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 is barely, that is barely a country song. It is. That that's sound, is that's, that's a, a 1980s pop song. That's pop such song. a great, yeah. and it's a great Roseanne Cash, by the way. Same birthday as Bob Dylan and Waddy Wachtel. Are you serious? May 24th. That was well done. Yeah. You did oh, that well. by the way, as we're recording this, which tonight, today is the 26th. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Today is Stevie Nicks' birthday. Wow. Yeah. Synchronicity. Also, having nothing to do with anything, Miles Davis' birthday. Ah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Next time, why don't you play at the key of B minor? Can't even. No. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other story a whole for later. conversation. <laughs> feel it. Why don't you feel it? I don't even know if B minor was the key. B minor is the same thing as A sharp. It was. To me. It was. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell the story really quick, so it's not an inside story for the okay. and yeah. I'll, I'll clean it up. Uh, Miles had was auditioning, or no, no, a, a new guy, a, a young kid had joined Miles' band. He had hired him. He was a uh, uh, he was a saxophone player, and Miles and his band were jamming one day, and the new guy is is like he just takes off he hears he finds a space and he just goes right <laughs> and he's playing and he's playing and pretty soon he realizes that no one else is playing and they're all just kind of staring at him and 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 he stops and miles just looks at him and goes <laughs> i can't try to do a miles voice what are you doing <laughs> and the guy goes i'm just feeling it and miles says well next time Feel it. Feel something that B minor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when, I, when, and when I was in uh, a, a band called Prairie Dog Fight Club, that was the joke with with a. Uh, That's such a great feel story. it in B minor. Bubba bubba. Oh, right there is the principal of the Northfield High School, Joel Lear. Hi, Joel. Hey. Okay. Walking by our window. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, yeah Roseanne Cash. Um, really a fantastic song nice. and. That kind of opened my eyes up to a lot of her stuff, uh, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. It, it really well, opens up. And I guess the long story short on this is don't do the stupid stuff that I did when I was, and Rich also did when he was in his early bit. Don't close yourself off to music. No. I, I, it, just, it, may, it drives me nuts. People say, oh, I don't like rap. Yeah. Really? Have you heard all the rap? 
Yeah. Have you heard Tribe Called Quest? Have you heard of Public Enemy? Have you heard Kendrick Lamar? Exactly. Exactly. Have you heard all hip hop and just decided, you know, you just you're lazy and 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 it's not what you grew up well, on. I heard that Vanilla Ice song, so that pretty much did it. <laughs> well, and that <laughs> or would be a good reason. <laughs> actually, actually, Vanilla Ice, for better or for worse, is is one of the guys that brought white people to hip hop. That's true. Which is such a shame because Vanilla Ice is a Eminem. Eminem. Marshall Mathers. Shout out to Detroit. Yeah, baby. there you go. Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Represent. 313. Uh, <laughs> um, where are we going? Oh, you know, now we're going to talk about another guy that Waddy played with, yeah. who, in my humble opinion, um, you know, we, we're just, we just made the statement that you can't make absolute statements. <laughs> now right? we're going to. In my humble opinion, this guy's probably the best rock vocalist of them all. He is right. This is yeah. not necessarily, in my opinion, the best example of of his best rock vocals. No, but it's it's got a great guitar solo from Wadi. It does. A it really does. good solo. It does. We are, of course, talking about Steve Perry. Yes, and the, the song the, is Oh Sherry. The former lead singer of Journey. Uh, this was when the uh, the, the the cracks in the uh, the foundation of Journey was starting to uh, show because Steve Perry went out and made uh, a very good solo album called Street, Street Talk. Talk. Uh, that is still my pick for the best album of 1984. Does Waddy play on on Strung Out? Uh, I don't think so. I went looking through the credits, and Oh Sherry was the one that really stood out. Okay, so I don't think that he's on the whole thing. Okay. And you had Bob Glaub on bass, yeah, and stuff like. I, he used Perry used an absolute. Mm-hmm. First string set. Right. You know, absolutely. I just, if if I go back and I find out that Waddy played on Strung Out and you picked O'Sherry, you're going to hear about this from me. I'm That's, sure that I will. Yeah, anyway. Strung Out's a great song, though, too. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a much o- better song than O'Sherry. Well, O'Sherry starts the album and Strung Out ends it, and it ends it so strongly. So, yes, y- you know, I could, I could have been persuaded, but. From 1984, featuring Waddy Wachtel on the guitar, this is the great singer Steve Perry with O. Sherry on 95.1.
I actually had no idea who Betty Davis was when I first heard that song in 1981. That, of course, was Kim Carnes with Betty Davis Eyes. You know, you know. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was making fun of you. Yeah. Uh, what a shock! <laughs> Last week, I was making fun of you. Three weeks ago, I was like, no. Yeah, uh, we played a police song on the new wave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Spirits in the material world. No, no. no. Every little thing she does is magic. Yeah. And I said it might be the very first uh, early 80s pop song. Mm-hmm. No. Betty Davis Eyes was the very yeah, first that, early 80s pop yeah, song. Yeah, that's such yeah. a great song, though. It's a great and song. Waddy is all over that. What I love about that song with Waddy, he's got, it's the it's the classic early 80s 
just slow groove downstroke. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, that that song is from the Mistaken Identity album um, that she had put out. And I remember that album was, number one, it seemed like forever when it came out. And it was all because of that song. Let's right, right. Exactly. Really look at it. Yeah, we were just talking off air that, that neither one of us actually ever listened <laughs> to an entire Kim Carnes album. Uh, it, it, at least not that one. I can name two songs, three songs that Kim Carnes uh, sang. Uh, Betty Davis eyes. She did a cover of don't. Uh, no, yeah, no. Is it don't fall in love with a dreamer or we? Got yeah, to, okay. With Ke- with Kenny Rogers. Yeah, with Kenny Rogers. And uh, she's on We Are the World. Yeah, that's true. That's all I got. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're not but, the biggest Kim Carnes fan. I know that she did a. Oh, I, now it was on Absolutely Live, a Rod Stewart uh, live album. Can, from, can, we, can we call Kim Carnes a, a one hit wonder? Um, just based on the on the sheer size of the hit that Betty Davis eyes was. See, and, that was a monster hit, but she also had some stuff in the seventies. Oh, she did. Yeah, she did. Oh, we were right. children. All right, and again, we we didn't know better. Yeah, yeah, we were children clearly because at least one of us didn't know who the hell Betty Davis was when, <laughs> when we were fourteen. Nice dig. Yeah. I, I got to give you a point on that. Okay, one. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you get a point. You thought you thought I was thought I was just going to let that slide, didn't you? Well, you know, I know Betty Davis is. I like her now. Well, you know, yeah, seen, now that I've she's seen, dead, you're fine with her. <laughs> I'm fine with I've seen some of the movies and yeah. stuff. You know, well, and I, I love old movies. Whatever happened to got... Baby Jane, man? Whatever. Yeah. No, mm. she, she's yeah. She, she's an amazing actress. God yeah, bless Betty Davis. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. A few weeks ago, we did a um, a James Taylor show. Hang yeah, that was really fun. Rich is busy hacking. That's what he does. <laughs> I got this thing. I've had this thing in the back of my throat, and, and allergies are blooming all over the yeah. place. I can't, like, I can't. There's lots right of people. Now. So right now, I mean, a lot of people are dealing with allergies, yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of pollen. I, I, you know what? I, I've got some friends who are are dealing with allergies right now and are like laid low. And oh, we just yeah. want to uh, from the weekly list, all of you, and you know who you are suffering dearly from allergies. We're praying for you. We love you guys. Benadryl, it'll knock you out. <laughs> Not a terrible idea. Not a bad idea. Benadryl, man. If, if you need to get a little sleep. Okay. Anyway, because yeah, you know that's what the sleep police. They <laughs> the sleep the sleep police are coming your way. The sleep. Anyway, cheap trick is. I think that's a version that cheap trick could do as a Benadryl ad. <laughs> James Taylor. We did a James Taylor show a few weeks ago, and I wanted to include this song on there. I just didn't make the cut, and I'm glad we're able to come back to this now because yeah, this is not. I mean, it, it's it's not a huge James Taylor hit. But it's something that a lot of people know. It's a little, a little on the cheesy side, but so am well, I. It's it's also a very uncomfortable song because that's done with Carly Simon, is it not? No, that's J.D. Souther. Oh, that's right. Singing also on it. Yeah. Because it's about Carly it's, Simon. That's it. Oh, yeah, anyway. It, it is. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's... Okay. Um, it was it, it was J.D. Souther, James Taylor, and Waddy wrote this song together. This is, this is from uh, an album called... Dad loves his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of the song is "Her Town Too," and it is. It's about it's about the aftermath of a, of a divorce and dealing with dealing with having broken you up. Know, and, he got the boys in the band. I'm so glad you brought that up. Exactly because there it is. See what I, I served you cake. Yeah, you did, and I don't even think like this is beautiful. This this is how this relationship is developing. You didn't even know that I wanted to talk about this line, but you served it up to me anyway. Oh. Wadi wrote. Um, much of the music mm-hmm. of, of her town too, uh, and contributed one line to the song, and it's one that James. Every time they talk, James compliments him on on this line. He's he's so proud of it. Waddy came up with the uh, the line: "She gets the house in the garden, 
he gets the boys in the band. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. So this is from nineteen what seventy nine nineteen eighty. I think it, 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 it probably eighty. Yeah, I think eighty. Maybe even eighty one. This is James Taylor uh, with J D Souther and Waddy Wachtel on guitar with Her Town Two. A ninety five point one. Somebody loves you. 
That was Joe Walsh with the title track, 
to his 1985 album, The Confessor, here on KYMN Radio 95.1. Smoking Joe Walsh, baby. Love that song. I mean, the interplay that happens between those two guys. Well, you know, and and Waddy is not at all flashing on that song at all. He is the rhythm guy. He is the foundation of that song. And, and and, And I think... Joe and Waddy actually have a, a a a long history of working together. Joe, mm-hmm. when Joe, whenever Joe would produce an album, he'd bring Waddy in to play on it, and and uh, Waddy's on a bunch of uh, Joe's uh, recordings as well. And, and and this is the thing that Waddy talks about quite a bit. And actually, we're going to get into this more when we get to closer to the end of the show. But um, Waddy is really good at just listening for. He talks about this, uh, listening for just where 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 he would fit. Where's the space? Yep. And, and that, just like we were talking about earlier, yeah, it's organized sound and silence. Right. Where do you fit? Right, right, exactly. And he's he's one of the best, and and he he provides just the foundation um, for that song, so Joe can be Joe Walsh and do right. his thing. And it provides that bed, that stable bed yep. that allows Joe Walsh just to be Joe. And right. Joe Walsh can sometimes be a bit of a goof. I mean, some of his he does a cover of uh, Elvis Presley's Love Letters. A bit of a goof? Yeah. I L- ran for president. ILBT. ILBT. Yeah, look a it up. Massive goof. And sometimes a How you doing? Sometimes a dip. <laughs> how what? you doing? Yeah. How you doing? But I how but you, I love Joe. How Walsh. you doing? Yeah, how, how you, you doing? doing? You know what? Uh, we said I we were at the same show. The the Ringo uh, All Star, yeah, Ringo's All Star band in 1989. The first time they came around, yeah. And Joe Walsh was in that band. And the how you doing thing? Like the, what I remember about that was he opened Joe Walsh all by himself. Opened the second set by sitting down at the piano and playing of all songs. Desperado, <laughs> and the, the funny thing about that, he wasn't even in the band when that no. album. Came and I, out. honest to God, I think he was doing it to tweak Don Henley. I yes, he really was. Do. And you and I both said that we were sitting yeah. there with mouths yeah. agape. But... Yeah, but he, he just sat down at the piano, and just said, "How you doing? How you and, doing?" And then and then played Desperado. Joe Walsh for president, nineteen seventy six. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. Okay, all right. So what's what's next on the? Uh... Well. It's 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 coming now to what is what is very quickly becoming my favorite part of the show. This is mine. Yeah. So let's talk about a subject near and dear to my heart, Imminent Brewing. As always, we want to thank Imminent Brewing for sponsoring the weekly list. And we want to thank Laura and Derek Myers for continuing to make this show possible. So here we go. Okay. I'm I'm anxiously awaiting. What do they call me? They call you Haiku Rich. That's exactly right. They call me Haiku Rich. Haiku Rich. All right, so you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been waiting all week, dude. You didn't even text me over the weekend and let me know what you were... So I can't say the poem if you if you keep talking. Okay. Are you done talking? Probably no. not, but I am for now. <laughs> Werewolves of London, if not for good old Waddy, would not have happened. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> I got another. Okay. Wow, that was fantastic. I, I just can't. That. I can't control this. It just comes to me. It, 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 just, it just. It just. It, it enters my brain. You're a receptor. I, I, exactly. <laughs> this is divine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get out of hand. This is only the third week. <laughs> I think that Wadi would love to play guitar at Imminent Brewing. Ooh. Right. Wow. I mean, and there's an invitation. You tied that all so together so well i'm a poet danny 
but you know it. And I know it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rich Larson, otherwise known as Haiku Rich. Haiku. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Actually, if you're doing it right, poetry thing, it's, it's snappy. Oh, it, it's yeah. snappy. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, okay. I'm not a hipster. We're going to play a little game okay. tonight. Um, you are going to read the list to me of... Uh, all the beers on tap currently at Imminent Brewing, and I'm going to say something about each one of them. It's okay. going to be like a word association kind of a thing. You have this has not been planned out. Starting with Dragon Square Light Pierre, right there. Okay, right there. Okay, and I'm going to try to limit my answers to one word. One word. Haiku rich inform right here. These are all going to come out. If you add up all the syllables, it'll all work no, out great. No, no, no. Let, let's let's <laughs> let's not let's not. I mean, okay. let's, let's keep the expectations low here, folks. Okay. Dragon Squirrel Juicy IPA. Popular. Motor Pool Pilsner. Refreshing. Mm. Long Haul Vanderwall Nordic Strong Ale. Unique. <laughs> I feel like we're playing Password. <laughs> this is what it is. This is like Password. Hourglass Extra Special Bitter. Not very British, <laughs> but very good. Okay. Missing Link, Dark Lager. Yours. Oh, is that what I got this week? Yes. That's yes. right. That's yeah. what I... I. So my sobriety is over? Am I actually <laughs> exactly. off the wagon? I actually remember to bring you a growler of beer this time, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in keeping with that, yeah. off-leash, Vienna Lager. Sweet little dog named B. It's named. It, it, there's a there's a sweet little okay. dog named B who lives in Northfield, and she got loose one day when her when her owners were were oh. away, and for about twelve hours the entire city of Northfield was looking for B, and they found her. <laughs> she just went to her grandma's house. Is what oh. she? It's so, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, was grandma not home or grandma, she, was, she, she, she didn't know she was lost? Was, she just went to her grandma's house, and okay. she and they found her uh, the next morning asleep on grandma's front porch. Oh, and that's it's sweet. That's sweet. It's sweet. It's sweet. Okay. Off leash Vienna Lager. Yeah. Oh, perfect. There's a little story behind the beer. Then <laughs> I like that. Stories are good. Yep. Session Mark Hill wheat. Ah, uh, how do I put this in one word? I, I want to say drinkable. It's a very light beer, light alcohol content. You can drink a whole lot of it and just keep going. Drinkable. <laughs> Drinkable. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wolf Creek IPA. Balanced. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So it's you kind of went zen there. Well. So it's kind of a zen beer. That's how I try to live my life, Daniel. You, well, I know this. You get the little... <laughs> Do you have one of those little things with the rake and the sand and you put the shells and all that kind of stuff? I, I, me- I meditate with my haikus. Oh. I, I, That's I, why you've really been much more peaceful. In the past three weeks, I I I I, I find it I find a tree, a one that will talk to me. Hey, <laughs> and I, I I get I sit down in the lotus position, and I let the haikus come to me. You know, it's good that you're involving the trees. In all seriousness, yeah, I know. I, I mean, but okay, that's another thing. Pineapple Hill wheat, surprising. Hmm. It's really good, and I was really surprised by that. Well, I can see pineapple and wheat. Well, it's, the the wheat beer just means it's a it's it's, it's right. a lighter beer, and you, I I went yeah. directly to wheat and pineapple. Yeah, you know because I've seen corn on pizza. 
as, as have I. We, yeah. we have seen it together. As so, I mean, along with baby shrimp. Yeah. Pineapple wheat. Okay. Surprising. Rumination brown ale. Thoughtful. <laughs> God. <laughs> Lockwood lager. Uh, Coors. Okay, I think that I Coors. Coors. Coors, Coors beer. It 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 if, if for for the people who don't normally drink craft beer and there's a lot of you out there. Yeah. Uh and you're the people that wander in to the uh uh, to the to the tap room and they say, okay, what's the closest thing you get to a Coors Light? Okay, this is much better than that. Yeah, I actually toured the Coors Brewery in um, Golden, Colorado. In in, in the uh, immortal words of um, uh, guy who played Batman, um, Adam West. No, no, later than that. The good, the really good Batman, Michael Christian Keaton. Bale. Christian, Christian Bale. In the immortal words of Christian Bale. Oh, good for you. <laughs> hey, it was really nice. I got like a special behind the scenes right. tour. It was, anyway, it was, anyway, it was really fun. Yeah, they gave me free beer. We're we're, we're talking about okay. brewing here. This one, I'm actually going to. Uh, I feel like I should be stoned out when I mention this next one. Tangerine Dream Dragon Squirrel IPA. There's no dream in there. Just tangerine. It just it does says it, say tan- tangerine? It, it does say tangerine. Did dream. I write that? Yes, you wrote Tangerine Dream Dragon Squirrel IPA. Well, it just should be Tangerine Dragon Squirrel IPA. Okay, good. Now I'm not stoned anymore. Brand new. <laughs> Brand new. Really? Worth going into imminent this weekend just to try the Tangerine Dragon Squirrel IPA. Okay, Tangerine. Yes, yes. Squirrel. Okay. Food this week. Tomorrow night, it's, uh, it's uh, El Hiburrito, the, the uh, great Puerto Rican uh, food truck. Saturday night, it's the, the brick oven uh, pizza bus. Sunday, it's Samurai Teppanyaki. Imminent Brewing is open Thursday and Friday, 4 to 8. Saturday, they're open 2 to 8. And Sunday, they're open 2 to 7. Every beer they have on tap, which we just list, uh, listed to you, delicious. Just amazing beer. And, That's fantastic. And I am, I, I, the, the guys that they have working in, in the brew house at Eminent are, are brilliant guys, at least when it comes to beer. And I love working there. You know what I've really liked in hearing this? I mean, I'm hearing you read the hours. The hours keep – it feels to me, after hearing the same – commercial you know kind of pieces of course never the two commercials are never the same every week um but it's not 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 as long as you're involved well yeah (laughs) but it seems like the hours are expanding there's a rumor Mm -hmm. that you should stay tuned oh okay that's all i have to say about that all right i'm i'm all in as always all the information you need can be found on the imminent brewing website at imminentbrewing.com all right moving along Hey, I'm I'm the long haul Vanderwall, uh, yeah, Nordic Strong Ale. You know what's important about that? You ask me every week what's important about that. It's unique. Well, yeah, but it's the only what? It's the only Nordic Strong Ale in the universe. Exactly. I thought it was important that we mention that because at <clears> some point it's going to be gone. It is actually. So, it's going to be gone sooner than later. Yeah. Than so later. at some point we're not going to be able to say that right. and. I feel like we've cursed the universe if we don't somehow acknowledge that it's the only one. All right. It's unique. Moving along. You get to talk about this this song. Oh, okay. The song that we're going to be playing is uh, by Kenny Rogers. This has got Wadi on acoustic guitar, so a different flavor on this. And this is from 1982's album, uh, Love Will Turn You Around. I was in Virginia Beach at the time. Kenny Rogers was incredibly popular. I love the song, Love Will Turn You Around. I love this song, too. It's just a very sweet, 
loving song and you're gonna hate it because it's schlocky. This is I'm I'm trying to step out. This is a country song. You gotta admit that Kenny Rogers, Kenny Rogers in the first edition, that's a country guy. Kenny Kenny Rogers in the first edition was not country at all. That yeah, was, it was no. It was not. Kenny went country after he left the first edition. That was, well, yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, you're, check you're what right. condition. What kind of check? Just stopped in to check what condition my conditions. Are. That's a psychedelic song, man. That's yeah, well, it, it was like the '60s, right? Everything exactly. Was that was not. Well, no, no, because Graham Parsons was making really cool. He was making country music yeah. in the late '60s. GPM. Yeah. yeah. Um, Love will turn you around. Mm-hmm. Just a really, really wonderful song. And really, and now, I like. You're, I you're love. Gonna, no, I do. I I, I, I love that song. And when I saw that Waddy had played on that album, that was going to be one of my go tos. And then I was very disappointed to see that he hadn't played on that He's song. Not on that one. So I then chose to ignore the rest of that album. But you know, I like this record. I give. I give you. I think I, I got this you, album on vinyl someplace in my house. I give you free reign. To choose six songs on the show, and unless I just absolutely cannot handle it, I let you play whatever you want. Okay, well, this song is by Kenny Rogers, and it's called I'll Take Care of You, and it's just a wonderful little ballad. I just love it. You want to take us out? Yeah, so uh, here's Kenny Rogers with I'll Take Care of You on KYMN Radio 95.1, the Yahtzee. Folks, I'm sorry. Times are hard and rents are high. What can a working girl do but struggle through another day? Then I'll take care of you. Nights are long. And dreams are cold If they're all you wake up to But should you rise with crying eyes I'll take care of you So let them talk about us Let them call us funny things You might not see me It's not easy to get through But when the laughter dies
Got a gun in my holster Got a horse between my knees And I'm gone to Arizona Pardon me, boys, if you please I have been a desperado Raped in pillars across the plain Now I'm gone to Arizona Just a rider in the rain He's a rider in the rain He's a rider in the rain And I'm gone to Arizona He's a rider in the rain Oh, my mother's in St. Louis And my bride's in Tennessee So I'm going to Arizona With the banjo on my knee He's a rider Randy Newman from his album Little Criminals, which came out in either 77 or 78. Uh, that was Rider in the Rain. Randy was backed up on that song by Waddy Wachtel. Mm-hmm, obviously. And the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. I mean, it, was, it, was, well, it was Henley and Fry for sure singing on that. And, yeah. we, and we think that Timothy B. Schmidt 
was on that song too. Who was uh, in Poco at the time? He was in Poco at the time. He was not in the Eagles at that point. But, but he would re- he would go on to replace Randy Meisner, yes. who also was originally Had in, Poco. in Poco. Right. So exactly. I mean, if- and when when Poco reformed, Timothy B. Schmidt was still in the Eagles. So Randy Meisner joined. Went back to Poco. Yeah. yeah. So basically, if you're the bass player for Poco. And you better kind be of able hard, to sing. You, you, well, first of all, yeah. But if you're the bass player in Poco, um, you'll probably be in the Eagles at some point. Which you know, it's Not, it's, it's like it's like Triple A. Poco's like yeah, Eagles Triple tri- A. Oh, that's an interesting way to think about yeah, that. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's a baseball thing, folks. For those of yeah. you who don't follow the the, the baseball, um, yeah. So <laughs> the, Randy, the Randy, Randy, <laughs> Randy Newman can write anything he can and that's not that is not the best song on the album for me the best song on little criminals is uh the song called baltimore which is mm-hmm. like just this gritty yeah but uh uh which i believe actually features a really good joe walsh uh guitar solo on it too oh no I'm anyway well, I, yeah but i love that song just because it's got that real hangdog slope yeah kind of groove it's, to it, that it's got, and it's it got, it's got a little touch of the bombadita to it, it yeah you know, it does you know um, <laughs> but but, but it, it like sublime backing vocals by the, don henley and the thing and that's interesting is waddy plays with these guys like randy newman mm-hmm. plays with warren zavon and these are two guys that really write some interesting lyrics. Oh. It's it's it comes from a very bizarre, interesting place, yeah, and yeah. it's a little bit well, left of center. It, it, well, it, sure. it is definitely seeing the world from a completely different point. Of yes. View. And yeah. here's a question. Now I hadn't even really thought about it. Yeah. Another guy in that ilk that Wadi should have played if he hasn't already um, is uh, uh, the guy who wrote Tom Talbert's blues. Um, all of a sudden, just heart of Saturday night. Tom Waits. Tom Waits, uh, you know who who kind of is sort of on the outskirts of that Southern mm-hmm. California scene in the mid mid to late seventies. Uh, I do not think Waddy has ever played on a Tom Waits album. No, but wouldn't that because, be cool? Oh, sure, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be great. I mean, it would it it would be because Waddy can do anything, and yeah. Tom Waits. I can't. You know, we're gonna do a Tom. We got to do a Tom Waits show. I can't show. wait to do a Tom Waits show. So much great time. material uh, from a songwriting point of view, and that oh, voice, and, and just he's such a character. He is. He'd be fun to talk I, about too. Yeah, and I love Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, speaking. Well, wait. Oh, we're not gonna. That's. Use your words. Did you get Rich. lost again? I got I lost. Mean, I, once when I was in a band, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I was the front man, right? I uh, uh, called out a song uh, from the set list. Like, you look at the set list. Oh, okay, we're going to play this song. And it was the wrong song in the band. I said, so here's Mustang Sally, and the band started playing. Louie Louie. Or whatever it was, <laughs> yeah. I do that a lot. Um, so we talked about uh, um, Warren Zivon, Warren Zivon. I just found out that you actually pronounce his name Zivon. I have been mispronouncing Warren Zivon's you know, name so, m- and, almost my entire life. And here's the thing. You are always correcting me. I know. And so, I mean, like, wow. Yeah. Funny how the world has turned I, I was, on I, young Mr. It, Larson. In the immortal words of Arthur Fonzarelli, I was... <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm not rattling your chain on it. I'm, let, I'm letting it slide. I'm trying to adopt... 
your Zen thing. That's what your haikus have done to me. Yeah, well, you're a much they, better person than I am because I wouldn't let it slide on you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, um, there's actually three Warren, Zivon, Warren Zevon songs uh, mm-hmm. on, on the show tonight. This is the second of them, but this is not Warren Zevon singing this song. This is Linda Ronstadt. This is Linda Ronstadt. Man, that was one of the sad things that's happened over the past couple of years oh. is that she's no longer singing. She's well, no longer... Parkinson yeah, has, no has, longer... has robbed her of her voice. What a voice. Oh. What an amazing yes. voice. Yes. And pivotal to this whole scene that we're kind of talking about. We talk about the Eagles. We talk about yep. Polko. We talk about Randy Newman and all these guys. And Linda Ronstadt was really kind of the queen of that whole of the troubadour she, she was linda ronstadt was to that southern california scene what diana ross was to motown yes you know? that's a great analogy yeah. it, um, I, I mean talent for not days not weeks not months talent for years and if i may say so a an absolutely beautiful woman yeah and and just like th- that kind of she it, shocking like yeah. just shockingly talented. And the sad thing is is I think a lot of people um what was the what was the song that she had in like 82? Um it was like a real pop song and I I remember the cover There were a million of them. Well, I know there was something that was top 40 and it seemed like a it's lot so of It's so easy? Fun. No, it was after that. Okay. It was like 1980. I can't She had her I don't know. But there was one kind of 80s song. Okay. And it seems like a lot of people that I knew, oh this Linda Ronstadt, who is this new artist? I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, please. Yeah, yeah no, no. You know. Anyway, this is from um, an album she made in 1976. This is uh, th- this, uh, this song, Hasten Down the Wind. She recorded it because of Waddy Wachtel. Mm-hmm. So tell me the story. Well, you, well this is your pick. What Waddy had, had played on Warren Zevon's first album, mm-hmm. his debut album, which had come out just like two months before they started. And... Um, Waddy was friends with Peter Asher, who was Linda's manager, and I think also produced this album. And uh, Waddy said, you know, Linda should sing this song because she'd sing it really well. And, you know, it's, 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 I don't know you can, if you can call this a Linda Ronstadt classic because I, it's not like the, it's not, a, I don't think it would, would appear on a Linda Ronstadt greatest hits album. No. But it's, it's, it is a song when I think of Linda Ronstadt, this is one of the first songs I think of, actually. Kind of one of those overlooked. Yeah. Right, right. You know. So this is, um, this is Linda Ronstadt from 1976, uh, backed up by Waddy Wachtel, a song written by Warren Zevon called Hasten Down the Wind, a 95.1. K-Y-M-N, the one. She tells him she thinks she wants to be free. He tells her he doesn't understand. She takes his hand and tells him nothing's working out the way she She's so many women He can't find the one who was his friend He's hanging on to half a heart But he can't have the restless Down 
I have often said that the Rolling Stones do not need Mick Jagger. They're a better band for having him. Yes, and I've said that as well. So this is one of the few things that we agree on. <laughs> but the Rolling Stones could not exist if it were not for the immortal, and I mean immortal, Yes, <laughs> Keith Richards. Ah, uh, And that was one of the ones that I picked. Yeah. I love that song. I absolutely love it. I know that you wanted um, Take It So Hard. I did. I wanted Take It So Hard. That was from his Talk Is Cheap album, which came out in 1988. Yep. And the band that he put together was the Expensive Winos. Right. And of course, Which, it's obviously Keith Richards, but Waddy was uh, in, such an important part of that. The story goes that um, Waddy was in the studio, um, and because he's always in the studio, <laughs> and uh, 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 somebody, I, I don't know, but somebody walks into the studio and says, oh, Waddy. Keith Richards is looking for you. And Waddy's like, what? And this is this is late 80s, right? Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean Keith Richards is looking for me? Yeah, uh, Keith Richards is looking. And they, they, they met, and you know they, they played a little bit, I think, together, but not much. And, and uh, yeah, you got to call him. Well, so anyway, they, uh, and so Waddy, he, like, hands him a phone number or so, you know. Waddy picks up the phone, calls Keith. Keith's like, I, I'm not even going to try to do a Keith Richards. <laughs> I can't understand a word Keith Richards says in the interviews. Can't understand a word. Anyway, but he says, "Hey, Waddy, I'm putting a band together, and you're in it." And Waddy's like, "Oh," and there I was. I was in Keith Richards' band, The Expensive Winos. And, and he, you should hear Waddy talk about The Expensive Winos. He's like, yeah. he's like, "We were a really good band, and then we added Ivan Neville." I yeah. know. Can you imagine? And then you had Sarah Dash on background vocals. Yep. You had Steve Jordan on drums. Yep. yep. Um, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal yeah. band. And you remember we went to London yeah. that January before we got on the plane. Yes. You like I saw you at the airport, and the first thing you said to me is, "Have you heard Keith Richards' album yet?" And I said, "No." And you said, "It's the best Stones album in ten years." Yes. Yeah. That's right. I, I, yeah, it's the yeah. best album since Some Girls. Yeah, it was. In too. Seven, and didn't I, on that flight, didn't I like give you the cassette and go, you got to yeah. listen to this now? And you yeah. listen to it on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. It was Dude, phenomenal. Such a good record. Yeah, and it the, is. the recording style was such, such a dry, forced up front sound mix. And too. actually, listening to that album was when I, when I came to realize that the Rolling Stones don't need Mick Jagger. Yeah. Keith Richards is just, he is. He is the sound of the Rolling Stones. I mean, him and Charlie Watts. Yeah, but but it's it's Keith. But you it's get Keith because and the the Stones had a fracturous breakup, really for and they were technically broken up because you had yeah. um they put out the the that Dirty TV. Work yeah, album yeah, yeah. in eighty five and that 86. was or 86, eighty six that's right because yeah. Mick Jagger came out with the She's the One album. In eighty five, she's the boss. She's the boss. Yeah, it was not a good record. It was not really great. You know, it, there, there, it had its no. Actually, it was that second album that had its moments. But, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't that great. You're talking about Primitive Cool, the second right, one, right? So then they came out with Dirty Work, and the idea was is that okay, we're going to try to make a Keith album. And if you look at the cover, he's at the center of it, even though they're wearing yeah. a coat. Yeah. And then Mick. Instead of touring behind Dirty Work, which they really should have done, right. Mick goes on tour and plays the Rolling Stones songs. And Rich, yeah. Richards actually responded and said, if he goes on tour and 
instead of with the stones, I'm going to slit his wrist or I'm going to slit his throat. <laughs> yeah. Stones are all done. Yeah. Keith Richards makes Talk is Cheap. Yep. You hear that and it, it is the best Stones album. And when he played it for Mick Jagger, he went to go use the bathroom and he comes back and there's Mick dancing to the album. Right. Dancing. Right. And it was one of the first times that they had talked since yeah. the whole breakup. Yeah. And. And then he starts to try to play it all cool, and they decide, well, let's go into the studio and just see what happens. And that's where Steel Wheels came about, and all the rest yeah, of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it, they they recorded that album in uh, like the Bahamas somewhere. Yeah, Keith was was walking out to the door to go to the airport, and he looked at his wife and said, "Well, I'll either see you in two days or two months." Yeah, and that yeah. But I out. I've always held Talk is Cheap as a record as being the reason why the Stones got back together because I I think Mick. Yeah. Listened to it, and he went, yeah. oh, oh, crud. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mick does bring a lot. He's a fantastic right. harmonic player. That Blues and Lonesome Blues album that they came out with a couple yeah, of years ago. Fantastic. Was, that was the best Stones album probably since Talk is Cheap. <laughs> right, right. So getting into Wadi with okay, Keith sorry. Richards, I mean, this is the, uh, the ideal um, example of Wadi finding the right spaces to play with Keith. Because nobody leaves more space in a, in a song than Keith Richards does. Right. Right. I mean, Keith would Keith Keith plays like just exactly the right chords at the right time. He plays the right spot. He plays to the, to sparingly. I mean, yeah. every chord is expensive, right? Every single note. Right. And then at the same time, Wadi steps in and he doesn't overplay. Yeah. He oh. fits in just right. And it feels so tight. Exactly. And it complements the pieces. And when you really listen to it and you know how the guitarist styles work, and they right. are different, yep. you can hear the separation. Right. This, that's Waddy bit. That's Keith's bit. Yep. You know, yep. so. Yep. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, um, folks, that's going to just about do it for this here edition of the Weekly List. If you like the show, you can go and, uh, first of all, you can podcast us. We are available on Spotify and Google and Apple and uh, tune in, and of course, Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs> I just like saying that. Stitcher. Me too. I, I, I've actually been to Stitcher. And it's, Has it? Yeah, it, it's fine. Good. And we like Stitcher very much. Thank yeah, you very kindly. Um, hey, any place that is going to host us and provide a home. Exactly. Go look for wherever you get your podcasts. Go look for the KYMN Radio Podcast, and you can you can pull us up there. Um, you can go find us on our uh, show page at the uh, KYMN website, KYMNRadio.net. Under the weekly list, you can find us on Facebook under the weekly list. I'm telling you, that's that's catchy. You, you, I'm, you I'm, dovetailed I'm, that together. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty proud of that. And uh, I post every new show there every Friday. You're on Facebook. Please go like the KYMN Facebook page. Please go like the Imminent Brewing Facebook page. Absolutely. Because there's all kind of rumors out there about Imminent Brewing, and the if the rumors are true or not, you'll know because you're following their Facebook page. Okay, so we have um, wow, yeah, yeah. So we have um, talked a lot about Wadi, Wadi Wachtel, the great uh, session guitar player, um, as a key component in that that Southern California uh, rock scene in the in the seventies. But there was like an entire crew mm-hmm. of of people. There was um, uh, Leland Sklar on bass. Mm-hmm. There was Russ Kunkel on drums. Uh, there was Danny Korchmar. Okay, I he, I'm not the biggest guy fan of his. Cooch, Cooch, that's his nickname. Yeah, Cooch, Cooch, Cooch. 
All right. Cooch is his nickname. And they... Uh... <laughs> you know, I'm not going to give you an inch on this. I, I know what you want me to even attempt. I'm not even going to attempt to say Cooch's last name because you'll just correct me and shame me and make Cooch. me cry. Cooch Kirchmer. Yeah. You can't, you can't possibly say that. No, I can't. I bet you a, a hundred bucks you can't say Cooch Kirchmer. Cooch Kirchmer? You didn't do it? <laughs> <laughs> Cooch, Cooch Kirchmer. Yeah, well, you only got one shot. But but these these are the people that played. I mean, on like every James Taylor's album and every Carol King album, and and like they were sort of the the heirs to the Wrecking Crew, which is yeah, the, yeah. the go to guys. All right, and so all of those guys are still around, mm-hmm. and they have put a band together. They See, call they call themselves the Immediate Family, and I didn't know about that until you told me. Yeah, and I went and listened to this yeah. EP that it came from. Fantastic, it's and fun. it's really fun. And the song that they do is that we're going to close with is Werewolves of London, right? And the I loved the fact that they threw in the extra line <laughs> that, that everybody except for Steve, Steve got has been fired, fired by, by James Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> That's great. That, I I yeah. laughed out loud when I yeah. heard that yeah. because because it's true they've all been it, fired at one they've point or another fired. one point in time or another they've all been fired by James Taylor. Yeah. So I mean now that's something that you want to put on your resume. You know, <laughs> did this, did this, did this was fired by James Taylor exactly, and you know exactly. the year. Yep, uh, and then rehired by James Taylor six <laughs> months later. Um, Werewolves of London is a song that Wadi co-wrote. Right. You know, right. And, and, and uh, 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 a, uh, a record producer uh, had said to Warren that he had seen a movie called Werewolves of London mm-hmm. and challenged Warren to write a song called Werewolves of London. And Wadi was like, what had just gotten back from London, had spent some time. Wasn't the movie An American Werewolf in no, London? No, 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 because this, is this, pre- this predates that movie. This predates it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the year in the album that the originalist found out? This is a, it's, on, it's on the Excitable, yep. Excitable Boy album, which I believe came out in 1978. Okay. Yeah. So it would have been a little bit before, yeah. M- maybe 77. 78, I don't want to say. Um, but Go that's, that's, that's the comfortable. that's the Warren Zevon album that, like, you know, that's that's... Werewolves of London and Lawyers, Guns, and Money. and uh, um, What album is Sleep on When I'm Dead? Oh, no, that's, uh, that's, that's later. That's later. Um, um, oh, gosh, the really pretty one. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I couldn't Boy, remember. This is the, compelling radio. I, I couldn't remember the Linda yeah. Ronstadt song. Uh, oh, it's, anyway. Uh, Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner, which is not the song I'm trying to think of, is on that album. Uh, the, the, the title track, Excitable Boy. Um, Mad Love, Shadow Love, Random Love, Accidentally Like a Martyr. That's the oh. name of the song I'm looking for. <laughs> that's one you wouldn't typically forget. Great song. Um, anyway, that's all on Excitable Boy. Vera Cruz is on Excitable Boy. Um, I don't know why I'm stuck on this. Anyway, this is this is the uh, this was recorded actually just uh, a couple of years ago, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and so really... this is this is the the uh, the immediate family. This is that that session crew. Playing like a band, and what a better way to highlight um, Wadi Wachtel as his work as a session guy with playing with other session guys exactly. and letting the session people really, really bring a classic, classic yeah. rock song yeah. and add whole new fresh life to it. So it's wonderful. Yeah, I was excited to hear this. Great. And now you will be. Yes. Okay. So here we go. Danny, thanks, man. Hey, this was a blast. Another was... another one of the books. Yeah. You uh you get to program most of next week's show. We'll tell you guys oh, about next week's show next yeah. week. 
I, I've got one song that I absolutely believe has to be on the list, but the rest of it, I think you get to do. He's he's kind of making a squinty dirty. He's let my parameters. He's guided them in so tightly. I I I I can only trust so far. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. This is uh this is uh the immediate family with werewolves in London. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you uh, yeah. learned a little bit about Wadi Wachtel tonight. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, you got a clever name that you can drop into cocktail conversations here over the summer months. Okay. All right. Thanks, you guys. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Peace. Saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain We was looking for the place called Leo Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein kitchen door Better not let him in Little old lady got mutilated late last night Werewolves of London again
Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. 